Welcome to the number 10 podcast where we talk about the biggest moments in Major League Soccer and U.S. Soccer. I'm your host, Logan Hagan. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about some of the biggest storylines from the past week in American soccer, and we have a lot to cover. To start, the NWSL expansion draft was on Thursday for Racing Louisville, and they got to pick up to 16 players. And so here are some of the selections. Please note that no Chicago Red Stars players were available to be selected as they as the Red Stars made a deal to send Savannah McCaskill and Yuki, Yuki Nagasato to Racing Louisville. Their first pick was Addison Merrick of the North Carolina Courage, followed by Julia Ashley of the O.L. Reign, Jennifer Cujo of Sky Blue FC, CeCe Kaiser of the Houston Dash, who you might remember covered for Christy Mewis in the Challenge Cup final after she had to sub off injured, Katie Lund of the Washington Spirit, Alana Kennedy of the Orlando Pride, Lauren Millay of the North Carolina Courage, Kaylee Real of Sky Blue FC, Caitlin Ford of Orlando Pride, but that's only the rights as she's currently at Arsenal. Katie McClure of the Washington Spirit, Aaron Simon of the Houston Dash, Michelle Betos of the OL Reign, and finally the two big names that got drafted were Tobin Heath of the Portland Thorns, who's currently playing at Manchester United as a U.S. allocated player, and also Kristen Press from the Utah Royals, who is currently playing at Manchester United as a U.S. allocated player. There's still much to find out about this draft as the trade window just opened, so we'll see how this all continues. Speaking of Press and Heath, they both featured in Manchester United versus Manchester City, along with, for Manchester City, Sam Mewis, with Roosevelt was was an unused sub. In the 2-2 draw, Heath scored Manchester United's first goal to pull them within one goal. On the men's side, the U.S. men's national team paid their first match in nine months on Thursday against Wales. With only two days worth of training before the match, it ended 0-0. The average age of the starting 11 was 22 years old, with notable standout performances from Tyler Adams, Serginio Dest, and Weston McKinney. The match also included debuts for stars such as Conrad De La Fuente, Gio Reyna, Eunice Musa, and then additional de- debut subs of Nicholas Giochini, Owen Otisoe, and Johnny Cardoso. The men's national team has one additional friendly in this window on Monday versus Panama. Back in the MLS, decision day was on Sunday and a lot happened. In the East, two late goals by Nashville gave them the victory against Orlando. This gave Columbus, who had beaten Atlanta at the same time, the third seed, and dropped Orlando to the fourth seed. Chicago lost 4-3 to NYCFC, that, and that eliminated them from playoff contention. Montreal and Miami pulled off victories of their own that claimed them the final spot to playoff spots. In the West, while all the spots were already taken for the postseason, there was still a lot to play for in placement. Sporting Kansas City secured a top seed in the West in a snowy victory over Real Salt Lake, and late goals from Colorado and Portland shook up the placement, but we'll get to that in a second. Finally, before we end Decision Day, I want to congratulate the Philadelphia Union for winning the Supporters' Shield. They notched two goals against the New England Revolution. This is their first trophy in club history, and with the Shield, they earned home field advantage through the playoffs and a CONCACAF Champions League berth in 2021. As we look at the playoffs, it is now win or your season's over. And it starts next Friday with the play-in matches. So the 8th seed New England will face Montreal. And Nashville SC will face Inter-Miami in an expansion showdown for the, for the play-in matches. 
On Saturday, New York City FC will travel to Orlando and the New York Red Bulls will travel to Columbus to face the crew. On Sunday, we have the San Jose Earthquakes traveling to Sporting to face Sporting Kansas City, the Rapids going to Minnesota, and FC Dallas traveling to Portland. Then on Tuesday, we wrap up the first round of the playoffs with LAFC going to Seattle, Philadelphia hosting the lowest seed of the play-in matches, so either Montreal, New England, or Miami, and then Toronto will face the higher seeds, so Nashville, New England, or Montreal. But one important thing to note as we get into postseason is that some of the teams are going to be missing some of their notable players who got called up to international duty. And then after the tournament, they will have to quarantine for nine days. So every club's missing a player except for Toronto, Sporting Kansas City, and New England. As for the clubs who didn't qualify for the playoffs, some of them have been working to make roster decisions. The Chicago Fire made a series of moves and exercised options on four players to bring their current roster to 27. FC Cincinnati made a lot of moves in the offseason, and so far their roster is down to 15. Other teams who did not make the playoffs will have to announce their roster decisions by November 30th, but we'll get into that more later. Additionally, Major League Soccer announced the finalists for the postseason awards, including some winners. The first they announced was the Comeback Player of the Year. According to MLS, this award honors an MLS player who has overcome injuries and or adversity in order to achieve success in the 2020 regular season. The winner was Bradley White Phillips of LAFC, and he beat out finalists Kevin Molino of Minnesota United and Milton Valenzuela of Columbus Crew SC. The next award that was announced was the Newcomer of the Year, and this goes to someone who has professional experience, but this is their first season in Major League Soccer. The winner of that was Lucas Celereon of Columbus Crew SC, as he beat out Robert Barich of the Chicago Fire and Alan Polito of Sporting Kansas City. They have yet to announce the goalkeeper of the year, but the final nominees are Andre Blake of the Philadelphia Union, Aloy Room of Columbus Crew SC, and Matt Turner of the New England Revolution. For Defender of the Year, the, nom- the finalists are Mark McKenzie of the Union, Jonathan Mensa of the Columbus Crew, and Walker Zimmerman of Nashville SC. Young Player of the Year goes to the best player under the age of 22, and this replaces the Rookie of the Year award that was previously given out in past. The nominees for this are Brendan Aronson of the Union, Diego Rossi of LAFC, and Daryl DK of Orlando City. The Coach of the Year nominees are Jim Curtin of the Philadelphia Union, Oscar Pereja of Orlando City, and Greg Vanny of Toronto FC. And finally, the, nom- the finalists for the Landon Donovan MVP trophy are Andre Blake of the Union, Nico Ladero and Jordan Morris of the Seattle Sounders, Alejandro Pozuelo of Toronto FC, and Diego Rossi of LAFC. After MLS Cup is done, CONCACAF Champions League will return, and this tournament will resume in Orlando, Florida at Exploria Stadium on December 15th. The quarterfinals will include four MLS teams, and please note that three of the four quarterfinal matches have already played their first legs, so they're going to be rounding that out. So Olympia is up 2-1 to one against the Montreal Impact, Atlanta United is down 0-3 against Club America, and NYCFC is down 1-0 against Tigres. LAFC and Cruz Azul have not played yet, and they will only play a single match for the quarterfinals, and then the rest of the tournament will be single elimination, with the final taking place on December 22nd. As the MLS season comes to a close, they they announce their postseason calendar. 
As I already mentioned, clubs who failed to qualify for the playoffs or get eliminated in the play-in matches or the first round must have their roster decisions by November 30th. The other clubs have 24 hours after they get eliminated from the postseason to make these roster decisions. The expansion draft is set to take place on December 15th for Austin FC. And we'll talk more about that as we get closer to that date. And additionally, MLS is aiming to start the 2021 season in March. This is due to a busy international schedule over the summer. So they, even with the pandemic and the shorter turnaround time, they want to make sure that they give players rest in the summer as well. That is all for now. Thank you for joining me on the Number 10 Podcast. I'm your host, Logan Agan. Please be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share with your friends. Until next time.